Hello and welcome to the Selena Steventon podcast. And it is me, the, the Selena, Selena Steventon. I hate doing that bit, so let's just crack on and get straight into it because I am really extra excited about today's topic. It's all about how strength training benefits sports performance. It's one of my favourite things to yap on about, mainly because of how impactful it has been for me in my life and my sport, which is football. It will really take performance to the next level. I mean, you might have heard strength is the foundation to athletic performance, and this is so true. Including strength training in your training week, your training life, will really take your game to the next level. And I found that out a bit later than is ideal, but even so, I didn't really get into the gym till about 23, 24. I've as probably mentioned this before, and I were having all sorts of niggly injuries. Uh, when I got to about 25, I thought I didn't have much left in me, so I had a, f- a few more ankle injuries. Our hip flex were hurting just to kick a ball. Um, and then we had um, an exercise physiologist, a strength and conditioning coach come up to the club I was at over in Australia. And I mean, I call him Jesus because he just fixed me. I were, I played the best after the age of about 25, 26 than I probably had since I were about 18. So I, it's something that I am really passionate about and I just want everyone <laughs> to get involved in it. And for anyone that saw any of the World Cup this summer, uh, last summer, I don't know what year it is, the Women's World Cup and the lead up to that, I think it's obvious the amount of injuries within the women's game, especially ACLs I'll just touch on because that is so common in the women's game, mainly because of the hip alignment between men and women being different and the angle just gives us a bit more, makes a bit more susceptible to that injury. So, Obviously, the people, the players at that level are doing everything possible to prevent that. But women in general, and especially women's sport, the area is so under-researched because, you know, let's face it, women's sport is only starting to get somewhat recognised and taken seriously. So whether your sport is football, netball, running, or you just want to carry your shopping in in one go, just getting stronger... I mean, I'm yet to meet anyone that's that's too strong. Strong Getting stronger is just going to take your game, take your performance, take your life to the next level and just make you feel so much better and make everything so much easier along the way. Now, one thing I really want to point out, and I kept crapping on about this in, the, in a talk I did a couple of months ago to some runners about strength and conditioning for runners, Now, obviously, there is more specific things we can do to your sport, whether it's running, football, netball, tennis, like I said before. But don't get bogged down in the specifics and definitely do not let it stop you from starting. It's easy to try and be coming up, try and be coming up, to try and come up with a perfect plan, the perfect schedule and the perfect timing. There isn't a generic one for everyone. It's what works best for you, what fits in with you. And honestly, just doing anything, as always, is better than nothing. Now, like I said before, there is certain things that, depend on your sport, would be an absolute essential, non-negotiable in my eyes. Like, For example, if you're a long-distance runner, a trail runner, something like that, you have to be getting your, your calves strong and 
one that's forgotten about is the muscle at the front of your calf at the front of your shin as well um so working those two muscles is an absolute necessity (laughs) an absolute necessity is that the right word it's absolutely essential let's say it like that instead so they're things that i would always always program into a runner's program and honestly they take that much of a battering it's something that you could be working on every day you'd be doing it under load something between six and ten reps starting off with higher volumes so you can get used to it but having that being said with something like the calves as I already said, detect such a hammering ev- anyway from your sport and just walking around in general, you could probably go straight in holding on to some weight, holding on to your dog or whatever and doing some single leg calf raises. Uh, where was I? Yeah, don't get bogged down in the specifics, basically. Just get going, just get do- doing something. Just getting stronger in general is definitely going to help. But if I use football and... and it, oh, Jesus, I don't know what's going on here. If I use football as an example, there we go, you're going to need a combination of power, speed and endurance. Like being stronger is not only going to help you outmuscle an opponent, let's say in a tackle or to get to the ball, but sprint pa- past defenders, getting that last ditch tackle, you know, clear a ball off a line, whatever it is, jump for that header. It's not just giving you all those performance benefits. You're significantly reducing your risk of injury. And I touched on this in the last podcast, so I won't go on about it too much. But it is so important. You're going to reduce that risk of injury from stuff like hamstrings, rolled ankles, but even like fatigue injuries, because everything you do is going to be easier. Everything, I'm going to say perceived easier, but it actually is. Every stride, every jump, every kick is going to be easier because you're recruiting less muscle fibres to perform that task, whatever it is. You're going to be able to turn quicker. Your reaction time is going to be better and you'll recover quicker in between games. And if you get injured, you will recover better as well. As I'm saying this, I just remembered a post I did yesterday about training while you're injured. Let's save that for another podcast, but there is absolutely stuff you can and should be doing if you are sidelined through injury. But that's your football side of things, like long distance running, increasing your strength. It's going to help you go for longer without fatigue, like I just talked about. Every stride becomes easier because your muscles are more in fit. I'm very sorry. I'm recording this podcast in Morrison's car park in my sock again because it's the only place I could get any quiet. So I'm trying to get it done before someone comes and parks next to me or someone comes and knocks on the door because I think I'm a lunatic or figure out that I'm a lunatic, should I say. Anyway, if you're stronger when you're running, because you're stronger, it's going to help you go for longer without getting fatigued. Every stride's going to become easier. Your muscles are more efficient. You can get up the hills quicker. When you're coming down, you're going to feel more confident, more controlled. You're going to be able to... Your stride pattern's going to be better, so you're going to reduce the risk of you going ass over tit. It's just... There's no area that it's not going to be better for. Now, of course, with both of these, both of those sports, most of the focus is going to be on lower body. But core strength is also very important. Like I just talked about, for runners, if you're coming downhill, you want to make sure you're well balanced so you don't have a have a spill in football you want to be holding off your opponents turning quickly netball same thing pivoting turning i've just made just made a note on something there and i can't read my own writing so we're just going to skip past that and um maybe 
maybe I'll remember as we go, maybe we won't. So hopefully I've got into your noggin how important it is now for all aspects of your sport. So you're probably wondering how the hell do you include it into your week? You might already be feeling like you're flat out between work, life, kids and your training for your sport, whatever that is. Now, as I said, this is going to depend on your life. What other demands you've got? There's no one size fits all. Now, if you're going to Google how many strength sessions do I need to do a week to improve, it's probably going to spit out two to three sessions in a week will increase your strength. Definitely. But shorter, more frequent sessions can be useful if you're short on time or if you struggle with the recovery in between runs or uh, maybe because of your age, women of a menopausal age can find it very beneficial to do shorter, more frequent sessions. And just coming from a lifestyle perspective, I do like to train more frequently because of the mental, um, mental possibilities, the mental... Obviously, I'm not getting these mental benefits now because I can't think of it. But because of the mental benefits of exercise, the benefits to your mood and productivity, aside from recovery aspect. And for every sport I can think of, really, you want to be focusing on single leg work and, you know, single limb work, something like netball, tennis, golf should be prioritised. But you have to earn the right to do that. And by that, I mean, you need to learn the basics first. There's absolutely no point me telling you to do a a single leg squat or a single leg deadlift if one, you don't even know what the hell that movement is and you've not mastered a regular squat or deadlift. And the same goes for load and volume and intensity. During the season, we ideally want lower volume to, to avoid fatigue. But again, We need to earn the right to do that. We need to build the foundations just like anyone. And that is built with lower intensity, so lower weights or easier exercise and higher volume, so higher reps or maybe more sessions. Someone that's already fit could probably fit... Now, depending on your entry level, this is prob- could be quicker if you're someone of a high fitness level or if you've done strength training before and are returning from it after you've had some time off for whatever reason. But like I said, there's optimal and then there's realistic. We need to earn the right to what you lift, earn the right to the way that you lift, the types of lifts and the way in which you do it. Everyone general pop sport people athletes weekend warriors whatever everyone needs to earn the right to what weight they lift and what exercise they do and the way in which they do it but to wrap it up because let's keep it short and sweet because let's face it this hasn't been the smoothest of podcasts that you'll listen to i'm hardly bloody stephen bartlett or whatever he's called i just want to emphasize two things whatever your sport whatever level you're playing at you absolutely must be including strength training within your week. Even if that's one session a week, even if that's five minutes every day, if you get up and do 10 squats one day, you get up and do 10 push-ups another day, you get up and do a 30-second plank the other, anything is better than nothing. And secondly, 
as I said, yes, there is going to be more specific things that are more applicable to your sport, if you like, but do not let that put you off. Anything is better than nothing. So I'll leave you lovely folk to it. If, besides the fact that I can't speak today, you've thought, Jesus, she knows what she's on about. I like the sound of it. I'd like to work with her. Or if you have any questions, you can find me at Selena Steventon PT on Instagram or my website is completefitnesspersonaltraining.com. Any questions, happy to answer them. I'm going to put my WhatsApp number in the show notes, I think as they call them. Always available for a chat. I do have a six-week program, Strong in Six, starting on Monday the 8th. If you want any info about that, just drop me a message, but I will be doing a separate podcast about all the info on that so look out for that if you are interested have a lovely day folks wherever you are on the planet see you later